Greetings to you on this beautiful Christmas morning. Uh, Merry Christmas to you all. I'm sure you are rejoicing. You can say it a little stronger and happier. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, welcome to our worship service on this Christmas day. Uh, Christmas day service is a special service and sometimes uh, we also have uh, family members who may be present uh, who may not necessarily be with us. Do we have family members who have joined us who are not necessarily with us or those who are traveling? I know Elder Chimenga called upon some but uh, we had not all entered. Any who are with us today, just to welcome you. Well, there is none except that there is another young man who does not think he needs to be welcomed. Maka is, is back uh, after school, so <laughs> uh, welcome back, Maka. Thank you so much for uh, the beautiful singing and the beautiful reading of the Word of God. I was just giving thanks to the Lord when I listened to many of the young people reading the word of God, um, but also even reading from the very text, uh, the, the Bible, uh, very encouraging. The message for today is very brief, I, I hope, and I, I want to do so. Some time back, I saw a bumper sticker that said, wise men still seek him. Wise men still seek him. I couldn't help when I was reflecting on the message for today to pick part of that, but I did not just leave it as wise men still seek him. I said wise men still seek Jesus. Uh, I do not know who the him was on the bumper sticker, but I believe it was Jesus to remove all doubt what I'm talking about, wise men still seek Jesus. Uh, in the various readings that we heard, we saw a reading from Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 12. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 12. But I would like to highlight just now for our reflection, verse 1 and verse 2, and then reflect upon the whole passage. Verse 1 and verse 2 of Matthew chapter 2 says, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born? King of the Jews. For we saw his star when it arose and have come to worship him. Lord, bless the reading of your word once again and even bless the sharing of your word today that this Christmas morning of 2021 will be different for us as it makes us wiser than we have been and even emulating from the wise men of old who used their resources, who used their energy, who took time to seek for you. 
And thank you, Lord, for everyone who has joined us online and everyone who is in this service today who have also taken time to be in your house. Thank you for the wisdom that led them to your house. In the name of Jesus. I pray now that you would enable the proclamation of your word, the meditation of my heart. Yes, Lord, to be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the Bible commends several people for being wise. Uh, you can go from Genesis to Revelation. In every book of the Bible, you will probably see someone being commended for being wise and others being condemned or scorned upon for being foolish. We know, for example, that even the little book of Ruth commends Ruth for choosing to be faithful to Naomi, her Jewish mother-in-law, but by extension being faithful to her God. And the blessings is what led to the birth of Jesse, who becomes the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Solomon is commended for choosing wisdom over wealth. In 1 Kings chapter, uh, chapter 13, verse 1 to verse 15. And when we come to the New Testament, we read stories of a wise man who built his house on the rock as opposed to a foolish man who built the house on the sand. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. And now in the nativity, which we just had reenacted today, we hear of the wise men. Some people mistakenly call them three wise men. They, the Bible does not record them as three wise men, except that the wise men gave three gifts, and then others want to conclude they must have been three. That is not true to scripture. They might have been three, they might have been more than that number. In that nativity, we hear of the wise men who came to Jesus when he was born. Truly, if we are to be wise men and women today, we should have some characteristics of those who visited the young Christ when he was born. This is why I got interested in wise men still seek him. Wise men, wise women still seek Jesus. Their search for the newborn king involved several things that we think we need to emulate. It involved approaching him. It involved adoring him. It involved adorning him, and it also involved adhering to him. You will forget those four A's. Approaching him, adoring him, adorning him, and adhering to him. I'm sure you will be able to remember that. In fact, I invite you to reflect upon that passage of the word of God even today, in your own time as you seek to approach 
when you seek to adore and to adorn and adhere to the Lord Jesus Christ. Talking about approaching Jesus. These people are called wise men. They are the learned men of Orient who must have traveled many miles to find a small child. They traveled through the deserts. They crossed the mountains. They crossed the rivers. They forded rivers. They endured the hardships and faced even the danger from bandits on the way, all for the sake of coming to Jesus. For them, finding Jesus was worth all the trials and the hardships. In fact, when you want to do more research on when did these people begin their journey, it must have been a whole year when the star appeared to them in the east. And for a whole year, they were traveling, going through those deserts, fording the rivers, and having to even risk their life. But going to find Jesus, coming to him, before him, and worshiping him was worth the trouble. It is worth the trouble to approach Jesus, brothers and sisters. Amen. <laughs> In other words, the wisest move any person can make is coming to Jesus. It's cool to come to Jesus, young people. Coming to church on Christmas Day is the wise move. Coming to church on Sunday is a wise move. Yes, going to a prayer meeting is wise. Reading the Bible and praying is, is a lot of trouble, but it's a wise move. Meeting with others for Bible study is a wise move. Why? Because wise men come to Jesus. Fools do not. That is why you read in Psalm 14 verse 1, but the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Wise men come to Jesus. Fools stay away from Jesus. Yes, fools keep putting off or delaying coming to Jesus. Yet Jesus is ready to receive and so serve those who are wise enough to call on him. And these men from the east took over a year to come to Jesus. They were even in danger of perhaps being killed by Herod as insinuated by verse 12 of this particular chapter that the Holy Spirit then warned them in the dream not to go the same way they had come. Was that to protect Jesus? It was to protect them. They risked their lives to come to Jesus. They approached him. But not only did they approach him, I could go on and on, but they adored him, adoring Jesus. That is what you find in verse 2. In verse 2, when they are talking to Herod, we have seen the star of the king who 
has been born. Where is he? We have come here and they tell the king their intention, their desire, their goal was to come to worship him. And in verse 11, when they finally were led to the place where the child was, what did they do? They put down everything they heard and worshipped him. Their goal was not to come and simply marvel at Jesus. Their goal was not to come and simply confirm that yes, our some king has been born. They had come with an intention to worship God. We approach Jesus not to quiz him. We approach Jesus to worship him. We go to meet with others to worship Jesus. We don't go to show off our clothing. We don't go to show off whatever we have. We go to worship Jesus. These people had one intention, to adore Jesus. Verse 11 says, And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him the gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You see, finding a child in the manger, finding a child in the manger, they still recognized his glory. I like this. They still recognized that this child is God. Although he was a little boy, a little baby, in the manger, he is not just a baby. He is the Savior. And they worshipped him. Sadly, many of us today do not recognize who Christ really is. We just think, oh, he is like one of the great teachers. He is the king of glory. The wisest people among us in the world are not necessarily the scholars. Some of the scholars are the most foolish people you, 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 you ever meet. They are not even the scientists. They are not necessarily the businessmen, the political leaders, or your celebrities. Whether young or old, if you are willing to forsake everything else and fall down at the feet of Jesus and adore him, you are the wise person. You are the wisest person ever. Every person's most, every person's most sacred, if you like, duty is to worship and praise God. Is to worship and praise the Lord. I said they approached Jesus. They adored Jesus, but they had also come for the purpose of adorning Jesus. They adorned him. To adore is to worship. To adorn is to clothe, is to decorate, is to shower with beautiful things. So verse 11 tells us once again, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. 
Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You see, as part of their worship, the wise men came before the Lord Jesus with significant gifts in their hands. They had come to adorn their savior. They did not come empty-handed. They came ready to adorn their savior. Just a look at what they gave to their master. They gave him gold. Gold is a very appropriate gift for a king for telling that although this boy, this child is a baby like he is, it was foretelling that he will rule and reign. Hey, this is now competition. My deacons, please talk to them. But it was, okay, don't be distracted, don't be distracted. It was foretelling that this Jesus will rule and reign. He is king. But this gold was also foreordained by God so that the family's needs would be met when they will have at another point need to flee to Egypt and then return. God provides for the needs that are available. He will meet us at our point of need. So, a wonderful gift that was given. Frankincense was a priestly gift used for its sweet-smelling odor in the worship of the temple. And when the sacrifices were offered up to God, the sweet-smelling aroma ascended to God. You see, this was again telling us that this one who has come, has come for a priesthood position that is higher and in the order of Melchizedek, a permanent, a powerful priesthood which procured us an entrance into the presence of God. What a gift that was given. Then myrrh, this substance used to embalm dead bodies, reminds us that Jesus, he came into the world to die for our sins. He came into the world to die for our sins. These are the gifts that they gave, precious gifts. Perhaps by revelation because they, when they had been able to decode the message of the star, they knew that this king who was going to come was a king who would rule in the hearts and lives of human beings before he sits on the throne of David in the millennial kingdom. They knew that he would also die as a sacrifice to take propitiation for our sins or to appease to satisfy the righteous demands of God over a sinner who must suffer in hell. They understood that, but they also knew that he is a priest who is continuously interceding for God's people. 
Indeed, they gave the precious gifts. I don't know today whether you have already given your offering in those cubicles or you have already talked about whatever you are giving. But I would like to invite you to take a little bit of a moment to, to pray, to think about what you are giving to the Lord. And pray even for the gift that you are giving to the Lord today. Because wise men approach Jesus. Wise men adore Jesus. Wise men, wise women adore Jesus. You see, now you and I may not have gold, may not have frankincense, may not even have myrrh to give to the king. But we can give that which we possess we can sacrificially give that which we possess. Love, worship, attention, tithes and offerings, praises, glory, energy, labor, our, our energy for God, we can give them to him. This is why Paul says, brethren, I beseech you in view of God's mercies to present your bodies as living sacrifices. Quietly pray. How are you adorning Jesus as a wise person. How are you approaching? Does it even, even involve risking your life? Do you adore him? Amen. The last one is adhering to Jesus. Verse 12 says, And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. I made reference to this verse when their danger appeared to be, when their lives appeared to be in danger. But we also see here their obedience having met Jesus and committed themselves to him, the wise men heeded God's warning that they should not return to their homeland the same way they had come, but that they should use another way. That way, they survived the rage of Herod the king and also even for the good of the child. Wise men, wise women, still seek the Lord's counsel in every decision that they make. 
these people having committed their lives to the Lord and found Jesus as to what was the next move. They listened to the voice of God, even that voice which came in a dream. They said, we would obey the voice of the Lord. There are many traps all around us, but wise people listen to the voice of God. Do you listen to his voice? They still listened to the word of the Lord. So if you consider yourself to be wise today, you have to come to Jesus. You have to worship him. You have to sacrifice, sacrificially serve him and listen to and obey his voice. That is approaching, adoring, adorning, adhering. And that's the message of Christmas, friends. That's the message we learn from the wise men who still seek Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to be challenged on how we seek you to see whether we are wise or we are foolish. And thank you, Lord, for the message of the wise men who still seek you. Help us to seek you. And on this day, we pray for ourselves to be wise. We pray for those who are lost to be wise. We pray for those of our number who have challenges to be wise. We pray for those who are being limited by whatever limitation. In the name of Jesus, please give them your help and help us together. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now I want to invite us to a brief meditation as we pray for ourselves, but especially praying for the world around us on this Christmas morning. Uh, the way we will do is we will reflect on one, one meditational statement and having done so, we'll just pause for a little time to pray. I will be directing how we are praying but I want us to read one sentence after the other together as they will be shown. God of the past, present, and future, encycle in your love and care those for whom we pray. For the house bound, keep warmth in the heart home and cold, and loneliness at bay. I want us to pray for those, for anyone whom you know is housebound, whom the Lord must warm their hearts. For those who may be in a cold place, 
pray that loneliness will be at bay. The next meditation is for the homeless. Give shelter and hope and save from despair and addiction. I want us to pray for those who need shelter and hope. Let us pray for some of the people we know are now in despair and have given up their lives and given themselves over to addictions of all kinds. Let's pray that the Savior will touch their lives and that they will become wise and draw to the Savior. Let's pray for those. next group of people is for those facing violence in the home. Affirm their worth and dignity. Protect Lord from the blows and shield from the scorn. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. But if you know someone who is facing violence in the place where they are supposed to be protected, Pray that they will not lose their worth. Pray that they will not lose their dignity and that God will protect them from the blows and shield them from the scorn of life. And finally, for those missing a loved one, may memories be precious, not morbid, nor morose. These past two years have not been easy, particularly this year which is ending. We lost quite a lot of loved ones because they have gone home. But you may also miss loved ones who were supposed to have traveled to be with you but could not because of COVID restrictions. But may memories be precious, not morbid, nor morbid. We pray in this hope because he is the God of the past, the present, and the future, who encircles his love and care for us and for those we pray for. In the name of Jesus, amen.